Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you all about WWE's backstage reaction to this week's mass releases. The new commentator on Monday Night Raw has been revealed. AEW have added a new title match to Double or Nothing. And Eric Bischoff is set to return to AEW Dynamite this week. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, let's kick things off with the corporate fallout from WWE's mass cuts earlier this week. We've reported on them already. All kinds of departments seeing big losses, lots of employees let go. Sad stuff, as always. Um, But a grim reality of the corporate world. Um, We got a couple of reports here. The first one comes from WrestleVotes who tweeted and reported yesterday that WWE effectively held a reassurance meeting with the remaining staff, uh, from presumably from the affected departments. Uh, WrestleVotes notes that most of the company's power players were there, uh, including Nick Khan, who is seemingly the most powerful man in the universe these days. <laughs> uh, although they did note that nothing of, of substance was said during the meeting. This, of course, comes after the cuts. Now, we've got a report here also from Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics via his uh, Patreon page for WrestleNomics, uh, who has confirmed that around 60 or, you know, there or thereabouts people were let go in total, which is up from the 35 plus that was uh, reported the other day, of course. Um, WrestleNomics here describe another meeting, which, you know, there's no indication that this is the same meeting. Should point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, a video conference kind of deal led by Khan and Christina Salin, or Salin, who is WWE's chief revenue officer. Um, same kind of deal here, but Khan apparently got quite emotional uh, in his efforts, like comforting the, uh, the the remaining staff members. He told a story about a woman who commuted four hours every single day from work to college, hoping that WWE employees would take that as a source of inspiration, which sounds... Uh, you know, has a work ethic thing. It's, a, it's an incredible work ethic, but the hell no, am I commuting four hours every day? Just saying. Uh, Kevin Dunn was there, the chief of global television. He spoke briefly, but Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H did not speak at all. Uh, so there you go. Uh, lots of stuff going on within WWE at the moment. The Advanced Media Group and WWE Studios were among the departments that were affected by all of this. They experienced some cuts. That has now been consolidated with the television department as WWE Media. This is per WrestleNomics again, uh, which Kevin Dunn will head up. So there's lots of stuff going on uh, corporately behind the scenes at WWE headquarters. Uh, You know, lots of moves being made, lots of 
departmental changes, cuts across the board. We've seen it with the talent roster and everything else. Uh, here we are. I don't want to hear about more people losing their jobs because it's always sad. It's not a nice thing to report on, but here we are. It happened. So, Tony Bone. <laughs> Is it bad that when you talk then about Nick Khan getting emotional uh, amidst all these firings, I pictured Woody Harrelson in Zombieland wiping his tears, tears away with all that, <laughs> that money? I mean, it sounds yeah. about right, yeah. <laughs> I know, I saw, I saw Rob Van Damme's tweet about this yesterday. I know this is sort of, you know, part of the course and generally most years WWE do, do releases around this, this time of year and we shouldn't be that surprised, but it's still not yeah. great. Uh, lots of cuts, as, as Andy alluded to, not just in the talent roster, but now, uh, as we've seen in, in more sort of behind the scenes roles. And again, we just have to reiterate, this is not necessary. I know WWE may think that they are trimming the fat or whatever, but their justification of like, well, it's cost cutting is a bit preposterous in my opinion and that the whole yeah. reassurance thing in the midst of all this just sort of i don't know doesn't really sit well with me it reminds me of when i was working for a radio station in birmingham and uh, a bigger radio station came and took it over and some of the staff the presenters i think we're going to be fine but some of the staff were all a bit concerned for their jobs <laughs> the bosses came in and went guys don't worry nothing is going to change in the very short term and then by about a oh. week later half the staff oh. were fired so yeah uh, not great all this yeah, uh, I brutal. hate reporting all this of course Andy and hopefully this is the last we'll have to talk about it for this year at least but from firings to hirings we talked recently about uh, Adnan Burke of course leaving WWE Raw commentary after like a month and a half still not sure whether that was a mutual decision or uh, Monday Night Raw and WWE making the decision for him uh, speculation is whether it was going to be Tom Phillips taking over that is not the case it is former UFC and Bellator MMA announcer Jimmy Smith who is going to join the Raw commentary team from this coming Monday the 31st of May this was reported by uh, Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer and uh, off the back of it Jimmy Smith who you've probably seen on the prime targets for Balor versus Cross 2 on NXT recently uh, he tweeted, Hey guys, well, it's been a busy day. Apparently, WWE liked my work so far. I know I'm stepping into a new world. I was a Mr. Perfect and Bruiser Brody fanatic, however. But no, I'll do everything I can to honour the athletes and fans. Watch Monday and judge my work for yourself. I like Jimmy Smith uh, when I've seen him briefly in, in UFC and in Bellator. Uh, it's a completely different world, though, as we alluded to with, yeah. with Adnan Burke. Uh, good luck. That's all I'll say, Andy. Yeah, it's a tough, tough job, isn't it? And doing any kind of commentary for a live WWE show, uh, which we've discussed at great length while covering the Verk stories. Um, although, like we said yesterday, I think Jimmy probably has a better chance of, of success yeah. than Adnan Verk because uh, not only does he have experience commentating live combat sports things, um, but he's also been working with Michael Cole in the background. And Michael mm -hmm. Cole, very impressed, apparently, uh, particularly with his adaptability. So, uh, <laughs> you know... It's always going to be a tough adaptation period, and I hope that he's given some patience, uh, Jimmy mm -hmm. Smith, because uh, Adnan Verk, he, he didn't do a good job. It wasn't a good fit, you know, that, that that's no secret. But at the same time, it was like show one, and people were like, ah, this guy sucks, get him off my TV <laughs> immediately. And it's like, oh, come on, guys, let's, let's be a little bit more uh, sympathetic to this guy. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Best of luck to him. Jimmy Smith is, of course, an esteemed member of the bald community, so solidarity <laughs> there. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how he does alongside Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. Um, yeah, okay. Speaking of 
stuff that is good. Uh, Rio versus Serena Deep. That's oh. a match that's now happening at Double or Nothing 2021. The pay-per-view, of course, goes down this Sunday. This match is for Serena Deep's NWA Women's World Championship, uh, and it is a rematch on the buy-in pre-show uh, from a match that took place in February. Uh, what, what was that tournament called? The Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament. Yes. The first round, they had a great little TV match. Great little, that sounds so condescending. It was a great match. <laughs> uh, earnestly, it was extremely good. I, I would go like four and a half stars on it. It was tremendous. Uh, hopefully, we get something of that caliber this week as well. AEW announced it yesterday. Uh, it was leaked beforehand. Uh, and I'm really excited for it. It's the second women's match on the card. Of course, we're getting Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida on the main card the AEW women's title. Uh, Serena Deeb is one of my favourite wrestlers in yeah. the world to watch right now. I think Riho's great as well. I'm looking forward to this, man. AEW does this thing with almost every pay-per-view where on the week of the show, they just add a match with, you know, it doesn't have the biggest build or any build in some situations. Yeah. They just throw it on there, but you look at it and you know it's going to be a banger. We saw it with John Silver versus Orange Cassidy. We saw it with Orange Cassidy versus Pac going further back. And this is going to be sick. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for this. Uh, just got to echo what you said there, Andy. I think Serena... I don't think I've seen Serena Deep have a bad match in AEW, if I'm perfectly honest. Great. She's so talented. And, uh, yeah, this this match is worthy of a spot on the main card. But in terms of positioning, like, it's called the buy-in for a reason. If you watch that match and then don't subsequently want to buy AEW Double or Nothing, I don't know what to say, mate. Because, like you say, they had such a great match uh, a while back. Uh yeah, more more Serena Deeb on my TV. Riho's great too, of course. Uh, but yeah, two women's world title matches now uh, scheduled for Double or Nothing. And well, at least one of them I can't call. I can call the, the AW yeah. Women's World Title match pretty <laughs> easily, but this one I don't know is pretty tough. Um, but yeah, a great shout and uh, Double or Nothing shaping up to be a fantastic show yeah. on Sunday. Before that, of course, we've got AEW Dynamite on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry, happy for my lion this morning, as much as it's buggered up all my podcasting schedule. Oh, and by the way, thanks to AEW for announcing that Riho versus Serena Deeb match about 10 minutes after me and Cedric <laughs> recorded our hour-long preview of Double or Nothing. So apologies to everyone in advance for that one. But anyway, Eric Bischoff is going to return to AEW Dynamite this week as part of the celebration of the Inner Circle. Uh, that's all going down, of course, because if the Inner Circle lose Stadium Stampede 2, they have to break up. Uh, the news was broken by Chris Jericho on uh, Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio show with Tommy Dreamer and Dave LaGreca. Uh, it's very exciting, uh, the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle and the interactions that we've seen in the past between like Bischoff and Jericho and and. and many other members of the AW roster has been great. I think it's the perfect addition to, to Friday Night Show, Andy. Yeah, he loves coming in for these uh, Jericho segments, doesn't he, Bischoff? Mm. We've seen him, what, three times in AEW, and I'm pretty sure they've all been Inner Circle or Jericho segments. Um, quick word on the Stadium Stampede. I just hope it's not a comedy match, and that's all I'll no. say. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I... It's tough. It's tough to call as well. We, you, and I disagree on who we think is going to win. But let's let's move on. Uh, and you can read Andy's predictions at whatculture.com when they go up over the next few days. And you can listen to our preview, as I said, what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from on Saturday. Uh, let's move on to your Twitter questions though at whatculturewwe. Uh, first question today comes from: Is this the greatest handle ever? Who says? Uh, Greetings, legends. Uh, curious to hear nice. your thoughts on how long uh, Raw can keep up the terrible booking before the fans <laughs> give up on it, or is the TV audience too deeply dedicated to watching 
even if it's an awful show. Not a great number this week, Andy, but are yeah. people actually giving up or was that just basketball and football and baseball and all the other American sports? Yeah, it's still heavy competition this week from the NBA and I believe the MLB playoffs as well. So, uh, you know, this week's number looks bad on paper and it's easy to look at that and go, hey, the show sucked, so the ratings sucked, but there, you know, there's stiffer competition for sure. Um, I think my answer to this is they can probably just do this forever, right? Because uh, while, you know, ratings have been steadily declining for a few years now, they've kind of settled at this mark, haven't they? Yeah. Like um, this 1.7, 1.8, obviously we're in the 1.6 this week. It's not a good number compared to where they used to be, um, but they're still commanding big TV rights fees. Vince McMahon and WWE are richer than God. Uh, they can probably do this for a long, long time, and there is evidence to show that the core, the hardcore viewership uh, is just going to show up every week regardless because it's habitual and, and everything else um, and I do think as well that there is a contingent that just hate watches it that watches it so they can be angry <laughs> yeah. about it um, but yeah that's my take on it I have very little hope uh, uh, it's beaten me down so much over the years that I don't think we're ever going to see like another golden era creatively of WWE Raw uh, but yeah the amount of money they are Scrooge McDucking in means they have a very big safety net yeah, there's a tiny part of me that thinks, well, maybe when fans back, they'll actually try and be good. Although this <laughs> week when they sort of went, oh, we'll just be even worse because fans are about to be coming back, they're advertising it. So what they were doing previously, they were thinking, well, that was the good stuff. We've got to hold back on that. Now fans <laughs> are coming back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have all that much hope. But thanks to everyone who tweet me on a Tuesday morning after I hate tweet about Raw and say, why do you even bother watching it? It's my job. It hate is literally to. my job. It's yeah. the worst part of my job, and it is my job. Yeah. Uh, second question today tweets. comes from Mr. Dom, who says, Afternoon Legends, uh, what do you think the final blow-off match for Pinnacle versus Inner Circle will be? I'm thinking a traditional Survivor Series elimination with loser leaves AEW stipulation. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Mr. Dom. What do you reckon, Andy? What is the blow-off match for Pinnacle versus Innocent. Yeah. For me, honestly, for me, there's no option other than ending it this weekend. I think it has to end in the stadium stampede. I think it should have ended after Blood and Guts, to be perfectly honest with mm -hmm. you. I don't see the need for this stadium stampede match. Uh, I'm sure it'll be good. Don't get me wrong. I loved the first stadium stampede match. But, uh, I feel like maybe they did Blood and Guts a little too soon and perhaps they should have waited a few more weeks and used that as the blow-off and we wouldn't be in this situation. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see why the Inner Circle would need to win this weekend, which they would need to do to prolong the feud. I think that's just kind of useless booking-wise. If you want to present the heel group as super strong, gotta go over, baby. I don't see mm. what that would benefit anyone if the inner circle don't lose and split up this weekend. And then those guys can go away and do more interesting things. So yeah, end it this week uh, or else I will write something pretty fair but moderately disgruntled in an article. <laughs> there we oh, go. God. Just don't post it online because any form oh, of criticism... It's just, uh, for any wrestling thing, apparently, is not allowed anymore. Uh, I see, I think the Inner Circle, and I hope the Pinnacle win, MGF being my best friend and all, but I think the Inner Circle are, are winning this, but I have no idea what on earth. That's a big hole in my booking of what you do following up. That's yeah. a great suggestion, Mr. Dom. It is. Although I think they, they ain't booking anyone to leave AEW. They're smarter than that. Um... San Francisco 49ers match. Like, you really need a big blow-off. So, Sorry, yeah, sorry. San Francisco 69ers. Give them the proper name. Final question today <laughs> comes from Andy Affleck. 
who says, after watching NXT, could it be possible that Sister Abigail is Scarlet as she gives Bray Wyatt and Karrion Cross seemingly unstoppable powers with her essence? Thought it would be a cool theory to consider in jest. Andy, I'm so glad you put that in jest at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, is Scarlet Bordeaux? Sister Abigail, please, please tell me she's not. Well, the internet has been telling me for about three years that Liv Morgan is Sister Abigail. So what am I supposed to think here? Is it Liv Morgan? Is it Scarlet? Is it is it Bray Wyatt in a costume? Is it Alexa Bliss? Is it Lily? How about we have a Sister Abigail battle royal where all the people I just <laughs> mentioned and Karrion Cross throw him in there. Why the hell not? Uh, come down and have <laughs> this match. But yeah, man, honestly, if it was, you know, if it was Scarlet, that's quite good for me personally and my tastes in wrestling because you could bundle all this supernatural stuff together, throw it in a garbage pail and set it on fire <laughs> and never see it again. And that would be ideal for me. I'm just joking around. If you're into this stuff, no shade on you whatsoever. We all like different things. Uh, but thank you for sending that, that, that question. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yes, uh, I don't think so, to answer your question, Andy. No. I, I <laughs> no. love the idea of a battle royal to determine who Sister Abigail is. And I think, for me, Santina Morella has to win it. Oh, just, wow. Just, just, I mean, what's the bloody point? Who cares anymore? Uh, right, let's move on to today's and finally a massive shout out to, I think, friend of the channel. I hope friend of the channel. Bully Ray. Uh, and the guys at Busted Open Radio, because today, later on today, I don't know, it might already be happening depending on where you are in the world and when this news goes out. Bully Ray shared the news last night. The reunion the wrestling world has been begging for. Cassie Lee, Jessica McKay, aka Billy Bloody K, Payton Bloody Royce, the iconic. Oh, gosh. Later on today, go and check them out. Give them all the support they need and uh, also follow uh, and subscribe to their Off Her Chops uh, po podcast because it's fantastic. I'm so glad to see them already back together, Andy. Yeah, they've got great chemistry. They're obviously very good friends. Uh, they work extremely well together. I hope that they never stop doing stuff together because they're great together and they complement yeah. each other really well. Exactly, and check that out because Bully Ray does does great chats with uh, with former wrestlers and current wrestlers, sure. of course. Excited to see what happens with the Iconics next. Let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories, though, in the comments section down below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at, at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Happy Birthday, Eric Bischoff. Nice little present for him. Another oh. dynamite appearance. Shout out to Easy E. I love the guy. And whilst we're at it, happy birthday to my mum who's celebrating her 70th birthday today. Legend. Happy birthday, Pat. Love you, mum. Thanks. So leave me some nice messages in the comments. Not horrible stuff. I'm not going to show her the horrible stuff. Yeah, I'll do it. But those. you probably will write it. It's, 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 it's a woman on the internet. What do you expect? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Millwall. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.